Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're live on Purple Haze Radio. <laughs> Cannabis Lifestyle Radio. This is the Daughters of Legends Radio Hour. And I am Kimberly Brown. And this is Chris Baylor. And we have a special guest today. And that guest is Wayne Wolf. He is the grandson of the infamous serial killer, the Zodiac. Hi. Hi, Wayne. Hi. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me come here. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I heard you guys had wine and marijuana. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Trying to make you, the guests comfortable. Exactly. Okay. But uh, yeah, my, uh, my granddad was a serial killer. Allegedly the Zodiac. Allegedly the Zodiac. And that's what we're that's what you're discovering. You're on that journey to discover if he was the real true Zodiac killer. Among others, yeah. Um I uh I have a docuseries that aired on the Paramount Network and uh that docuseries was six episodes and it was me traveling the country with a retired cold case detective named John Cameron. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. He had captured a serial killer previously, a few years earlier, named Nathan Barjona, a cannibal in Montana, okay. and uh, found himself entangled with the, you know, writing le- writing letters to my grandfather. And I never knew the man. I never even knew he existed until a few years ago. Actually, I found his Wikipedia page. That's how I discovered. Him. So, so really, wait, wait, wait. How did uh, take us through the steps? Yeah. How did you find? Like, what were you googling? What? So step one. Yes. Yeah. I took a hit. From this thing <laughs> can you figure out got to reload and like this wait i, I actually don't ah. yeah. oh there we, we go, go. Yeah. got to take a hit before we start yes all right it's pretty good <laughs> so step anyway, one step one i was born okay step two mm-hmm. i was six months old i was kidding a lot of steps <laughs> a long story um no i uh I was actually doing some. <laughs> I, w- I love how ridiculous this sounds. I, I think it's the ridiculous, the begot, the ridiculous, the begot, the ridiculous. It mm-hmm. just sort of. I live a very Forrest Gumpy in life. Okay. How so? Um, you're about to find out. <laughs> <laughs> so, I uh, I was doing some genealogy research for my mom, okay. not my grand, not my my de- my father, for the serial killer, but for my mother, because she always wanted to know more about her father, um, mm. in the sense that if he had any more um, other family or hidden family because my mom's father was actually a prolific mob figure. Uh, he was, I shit you not, he was actually, he was born in a bordello in Chicago mm-hmm. turn of the century uh, with a twin, Wilbur. His name was, my gran- my other grandfather is Julius. 
Okay. Uh, so we had twin Wilbur, and my great grandmother. She was the madam of that bordello. Mm. So wow. she was like yeah. the head, mm-hmm, you know, uh, which is ridiculous. Yes. And uh, they were raised in the in the mob, the Al Capone. Um, my great uncle Wilbur, he actually ran establishments for Capone, and my grandfather, he would smuggle things into the country for him, like diamonds from India and alcohol and stuff like that. And this is on your mom's side. Yeah, that's my mom's side. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, we haven't even gotten to. Okay. And there are even characters Jeez. based off of uh, both of the Untouchable movies because. Uh, oh. Because they were referred to as the Lukes, because they were you know, identical twins. twins so. yeah. Um, but yeah, and like my mom always figured, you know, he was raised with a different set of morals, so he probably may have had other children or yeah. something. Yeah. So I was looking into that, and my dad called me and said, hey, dude, what you doing? And I was like, uh, yeah, I'm just doing some looking at this stuff for mom. And he's like, you can find that stuff out online. I mean, like, my dad is a very smart man. He has probably like 25 dozen college degrees, or three. Um, okay. <laughs> and... Uh, he was just kind of ignorant to the fact you could do that kind of thing online. He didn't know it was capable. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. How old is your dad? My dad is in his early 60s. 61. Early 60s. Okay, mm-hmm. so he's still young. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, he's still, you know, a little little sprap up. But uh, he, he's like, well, yeah, you should look into my dad because uh, I've always wanted to know more about him. And it, it was such an infrequently mentioned subject that, you know, I forgot that my father wasn't raised by his birth father. Uh. My, my grandmother, she divorced my grandfather when he was three. Well, not when my, when my, when my dad was three, not when he was three. Right, yeah. Um, yeah, 1958. And uh, um, she actually had lived across the street from the prison uh, for the first few years of my dad's life that my grandfather was in. And when my grandmother married uh, the man that raised my dad, they uh, they had his name changed and uh, everything to be Wayne Allen Wolf instead of Edward Wayne Edwards II. And he never knew his father at all. He'd never oh. seen him at all his entire life. Wow. And then... All he knew was his name, and that he was probably some kind of murderer of some kind, and he was crazy, and that's what my grandma said. She never said anything else. And right. it was like, interesting, what was his name? And he said, Edward Wayne Edwards, and I looked around online, I couldn't find anything. And then I found a, a marriage certificate filing for James Garfield Langley and my grandmother. I was like, this is weird. There's something strange is happening with this. And then mm-hmm. I was like, I'm just going to Google it, because, I mean, that fixes every problem, or starts a weird roller coaster of a life. Um, <laughs> so I googled his name and I found his Wikipedia page and I was like oh it's funny I came up to tell my dad his dad was a serial killer and yeah. then like oh even better they're born from the same state and the same town and they have the exact same birth date and year and holy shit wait mm-hmm. yeah uh-huh. I just I, no one knew it wasn't the family secret I'm the one that discovered it like I was thinking like oh cool I'll tell my dad was a serial killer like prank him yeah prank's still gone <laughs> wow so I will forever be a contributor to Wikipedia, by the way, now. But um, wow. Well, how did your father react? Well, my dad is a very, like me, he's a, a very uh, fa- emotional, you know, emotional person. Mm-hmm. Like, he loves family, and he, he loves the idea of family. And, and uh, when I told him, I broke his heart in half. Because, I mean, you, you, would, you would wonder, if you didn't do you know, your father, you would wonder... What kind of a man is he? Is he a, a hero, a good person? Mm-hmm. No. You know, yeah. A lawyer, a football player, <laughs> a barista. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but I had to tell my own father that his father was a serial killer. And he didn't know what to do. But then I got to tell him right afterwards that he had five brothers and sisters he didn't know existed. Wow. Yeah. So I want to know, did your, did your father reach out to his half-siblings? 
you know, he he hasn't yet because I think he wants them to reach out to him because mm. I've already done enough reaching right. you know, yes, because of my yes, show because yeah. mm-hmm. I wanted to try to find some answers for my dad, you know, because I left him in so much confusion and I had some confusion too because I mean, like, that's, I immediately thought, you know, I've never heard of someone discovering anything. Like, I mean, in fact, I've never heard of anyone discovering their, they had a serial killer or anything aside from like a weird, like, like 20 generations removed or something, you know, Mm -hmm. like, but I've never heard of anyone in my situation before and let alone my dad's situation. I, you know, I can't imagine that, but, um, so it was a very, uh, I wouldn't say a lonely place because I had a lot of friends and support, Mm -hmm. but there was definitely a small chip on my shoulder at that point that I had to, you know, smooth out Yes, because, you know, I don't want to be biased and I don't want to be like, Oh yeah, well, guess what? This is what, this is why I think this, and I have a different opinion than you because uh, whatever. I'm just ranting now, but um, but yeah, and so I went to uh, the Wikipedia again, and I I went on there and I I looked, and was just trying to find any information, mm-hmm. and I was like, who's over there? Ah, oh, it's you. <laughs> um, and I noticed that there was a a book listing for uh, someone who wrote a book about my grandfather, and I was like, you know what? Was it specifically about your grandfather, yeah. or okay. it, was a, it was a book detailing uh, his crimes, his murders, and the murders he that this cop thought that he uh, had done? And I figured, you know what? If there's anyone that could probably tell me anything about my grandfather, it's the man who literally wrote the book on him. Yes, right. Yeah. Yes. So I went to his website and I I found through many layers of super hacking with three or four different monitors and keyboards, right. I I found his phone number. But I'm just, I'm a nerd, so I can figure this stuff out really easily. Yeah. Okay, so if I need you to hack anything, I can come to you, right? Yep. Okay, cool. I can hack a mean, like, ham. Like, <laughs> and then, like, <laughs> s- soak it in rum. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I figured, okay, if, if I could get this number in, like, an hour, he probably has a whole bunch of, you know, amateur sleuths that have reached out to him because he has a book about a, like, a very conspiratorial book about a killer. So, mm-hmm. um, I was like, yeah, hey, what's going on? My name is Wayne Wolf, and I think... Ed Edwards was my grandfather. Um, call me back, please. Bye. <laughs> like the voicemail. And he called me back the next day, and he's like, hey, I actually know who you are. I, um, I actually spoke with your grandmother a few years ago, Jeanette, and she asked me to never reach out to you or your father. I was like, oh, so did wow. your So did your grandma know the extent of her, well, ex-husband's crime? Like, she knew he was a killer, but, I mean, to this extent. I, she knew he was a killer. But not as uh, as much of you know, what well, you're prolific. finding out now. Is yeah, exactly. Because right exactly. now you're look, you're looking at something like over a hundred murders. Oh yeah, <laughs> potentially. Um, so my grandmother, and this was this was you know illuminating for my father and myself because you know it fills in some blanks and like oh that makes more sense for this now you know type of thing. Mm-hmm. But with every bit of knowledge you gain on anything, there's always a uh, there's a correlate. There's a there's a cause and effect. Mm-hmm. I'm yes. That. So like, my father was always sort of you know treated a little differently by his, his stepfather. You know, not just because mm. it's a stepfather, but he was the oldest, and you know we was assumed because you know you have to be a good you know role model for your brothers, and mm-hmm. but he always came down on him harder than anyone else, and mm. and he didn't really look anything like his half brothers, and you right. know, my grandmother's always so hyper protective, and you know come to find out that my grandmother and my grandfather didn't meet under like. A nice Nicholas Sparks type romance type thing you would you know see like thinking about the way back, but uh, uh, he actually saw her walking home from work and he picked her up and he kidnapped her and he raped her and said if you're 
going to marry me or I'm going to kill your entire family. So she married him under duress, traveled the country with him for eight months, and then in Great Falls, Montana, um, she had told him that she's pregnant and you're going to be a father, and then he went, to, allegedly, and he killed a couple in Lover's Lane, and then he went to prison for armed robbery. And uh, after about two and a half years or so, my grandmother met my grandpa Chuck, and he had vowed to protect her and keep her safe, so she divorced him. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Never heard or saw from that again. So wow, she had went through a terrible, terrible ordeal. Jesus, yes. and, and that's why she didn't mention it. Yeah, I totally, I, yeah, I totally understand. I get it. Well, the thing that they got me was like, I always have respect for my grandmother because I mean she's my grandma. You know, right. mm-hmm. she's my she's Majima. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I had so much more just like reverence for her because she was always like the happiest, smiliest person. You know, church every like this, the like the salt of the earth, and I, I could never even imagine her in pain like that. And I was thinking, wow, this makes so much sense why she's so f- fearful for my dad because knowing that that man's out there, and then mm-hmm. it makes sense why yeah. my grandpa Chuck was so tough on him because he knew what the potential lied in, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And and uh, yeah, it was just it was illuminating for my father for things like that. But to find out the rest of it, it was you know just hard to tell him in here. But he's a very very wise man. Mm-hmm. I'm a little wiser, probably. Who knows? <laughs> but, um, <laughs> That's so good. Ed never tried to contact your grandmother after that. Well, interestingly enough, um, I don't think he tried to contact her, but he actually he wrote a book. Ed did. Edward, he wrote a book. Yes. Um, okay. In his book, um, he detailed when my dad was like seven, eight, nine, somewhere around that age. That he wrote he, it in the seventies, right? Seventy, yeah, seventy-one, seventy-two, somewhere mm-hmm. there. Um, he detailed in his book that he actually. Uh, um, would go and he'd stalk and watch my grandmother and my and my dad play um, in the front yard and in one of the passages in the book he talks about how he would sneak around the house like through the back window and you know going through the drawers while he held his pistol like debating whether or not I should kill my grandmother and my dad and uh, they said nah and then he would just leave and uh, so th- th- he stalked them for a while and then he lost touch of them um, but uh, my grandmother you know she never mentioned to anyone as far as I know I'd come meeting him again mm-hmm. and I never got the chance to talk to her because right bef- three days before we started shooting my show she unfortunately passed away oh, wow. so but at the same time I didn't need to talk to her because mm-hmm. she w- she was dying of Alzheimer's okay. and wow. I was afraid if I said anything you know one it would spell her back to a yes. very terrible a memory mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and yeah. I can't really trust a, a memory to come out of her head right now anyway because of the state she was in you know she might right. be confusing it for something she saw on TV and uh it wasn't worth the risk. Yeah. You know. mm, understandable. Mm-hmm. On a more positive note, I can't think of one. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Total no, I mean, silence. <laughs> but no, it, it, was, it was a very interesting experience because we traveled the country investigating some murders, some completely bonkers. You know, like, it was, I like to think of the, the show as like a... Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. A documentary of like, like, sort of the X-Files type thing where it's, mm-hmm. you know, this, this person who is like trying to seek out the truth and the other person is saying, well, show me, prove, prove this to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
we investigated things ranging from you know Black Dahlia to Jean Benet Ramsey. Yeah, yes. Black Dahlia and Jean Benet Ramsey. I have to say, out of all the murder murders that were mentioned, that threw me off the most. Yes, we're talking me too. about. I mean, Black Dahlia. That was what 1930. It was old, old, old. Long. My grandfather was only 12 years I was, old. That's the other died. thing. Because, um, sorry, I forgot the date, but I was like, he must have been very young. Yeah, so he, he was only 12 when she, when she died. Did, do you have any idea how John came to that one in particular? I'm going to say he closed his eyes and threw something on a dartboard. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, like, there, there, there are interesting things, interesting correlations um, with uh, my grandfather and that case that I couldn't see. Um, it's just something yeah, that's part of his theory, and okay, uh, okay. he would play like the numbers game of like this murder led to this murder to this murder, and uh, it's like it's a spider web. I'm like, no, that's no, I don't know. But um, we we investigated them, and and I'm I'm very very convinced that um, my grandfather didn't kill uh, Black Dahlia. Yeah, because the the way she was severed was like medical. It, it was sur- you know? she was surgically killed, killed and yeah, cut up. Uh, drained of her blood. Yeah, and transported in a vehicle. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you couldn't do that at twelve. Uh, yeah. Maybe depending on part of the country, but I doubt in LA. Chances you could, you know, are, yeah. Pop in the yeah. car, driving out at 12. 12 years old. Um, but at the same time, uh, I wouldn't be opposed to the idea that he was with someone that did it. He was like mm. his apprentice type thing because my grandfather, yeah, he always seemed to have someone around. Like, um, example, in 1960, he was put into a, a Portland City jailhouse uh, over week, the weekend because he was uh, picked up. Um, like stooping around a double homicide scene of a couple in a car in the mother's lane. And uh, over the weekend, someone called the jailhouse, pretended to be his probation officer, said, Oh, I'll let him out. We'll come. I'll bring him back on Monday morning. They're like, Okay. And then he literally walked out of jail and went on the lam. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because he was. I wonder who his mentor was. Like, who, like. Satan? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, really. But like children, like but children always show signs at such a young age of being a sociopath. Well, he grew up in an orphanage, correct? Yeah, he. Yeah. Um, so his grand, his his mother died when uh, he was very young. I'm going to say the age of four or five. Okay. Um, and uh, she unfortunately had uh, taken her own life, and she had died of a septicemia from her bullet to her stomach, and. Mm. Uh, the theory that John had was that he actually was the one that pulled the trigger on the rifle because she wouldn't be able to reach it. Mm-hmm. And she wouldn't have cared because she had lost her mind because she was... She, she hated my my grandfather because to, to be born a bastard uh, in that time in our country mm-hmm. was worse than being a murderer or my minority for some reason. Yeah, this is like true. the thing. Like, ooh, we don't got no daddy. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. And uh, she lost her mind and killed herself and... And uh, the thing that the reason that John thinks that he would have been able to done it is he had family, he had aunts and uncles and cousins, and back then they would like gladly give us another worker for free, you know, to we'll take another mouth mm-hmm. to feed because they mm-hmm. will work for us. Mm-hmm. But instead, they changed his name, dropped him in an orphanage, and just washed their hands of him. And I was thinking, like, you know, that's what some people probably do with a child that had murdered their own mother, but like, you can't prosecute him. Like, you don't, what do you do? Yeah. Right. You forget about him, unfortunately, which is terrible. No, so. it is. But that's and that's what theory. and that's what um, your uncle said was that he was raised with no love. Yep. Yeah. And, no and affection. That, and that was the thing that broke his mind when he was. And that's the other thing is he had to have probably witnessed it to be able to have that little like brown out in his brain that uh, causes him to be a sociopath. Yeah. You know? Right. It's, uh, it's a combination of nature and nurture that can do this kind of thing. You know, like 
I know I'm definitely a smart, smooth-talking, you know, whatever, but I'm I'm certainly very heartfelt because, you know, I think of puppies and all this, like, start tearing up. I'm just kidding. I'm not that crazy. Oh, I would say, well, that know, would I can crazy. understand that. But. No, I mean, like, I, I, <laughs> I can emote, and I don't, like, emulate it, I don't think, or I'm really good at it, but... No, I mean, I was raised with love, and so was my father. And That's he, good. And he was not, so. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That nurture beat out that nature, like, knocked it right out. Right. And I right. guess that's why you started the journey, because you, you were saying that, you know, is this going to happen to you? Do you have that in your blood or in your genes? Yeah, I was curious if, you know, it, it, it just made me think about things that I've never thought about before, obviously, and, and some things that maybe no one had really thought about when it comes to their genetics, in this, at least in my type of situation. And, you know, I'm always, I'm a why guy. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. a, I'm a questioner. Mm-hmm. That's good. I mean, the, the very first thing, the thing, the thing that distinguishes us from anything else that can breathe and has a heartbeat is we have the ability to ask the question. Yes. Yes. So. Yes. Or other than like a parrot, I guess. <laughs> but you know, you're not like your grandfather. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Because okay. <laughs> you did in your series ask that question. Yes. Is this something that can yeah. be inherited? Would yes. I all of a sudden wake up and want to kill somebody? The killer mm-hmm. gene. The killer yeah. gene. Yes. Yeah. And the fu- funny thing is there is kind of a killer gene. There is, um, so a, uh, a neurologist from UC Ir- Irvine, he actually, mm-hmm. he discovered he was related to Lizzie Borden. And uh. Uh, from that, he was curious, and he actually did uh, some research, and he discovered that during high developmental areas, between like three to five, if you experience something traumatic, then there's actually some brain damage you can get, and it gets right in the part of your brain uh, that is your center of development for empathy mm. so it like flips that switch into the down position at an early age um, you can only get it um, passed on from the mother's side of the family and if you have that then you know then you're at least going to be more docile and all that stuff so interesting yeah very interesting wow okay so there's so many questions I have because this is like you only have I mean, three watching. left. I will only answer three more. <laughs> yeah. Choose your three wisely. So, okay. So, oh, okay. Oh, okay. I'll ask this. Okay, so I know you never met your grandfather. What um, what year did he die? Yeah, I discovered he existed October of 2015. <coughs> Excuse me. The marijuana mimic cop. And uh, <laughs> he died 2011. 2011. Yep, uh, what did he die of? Uh, death row. Well, he died of prison. You know, he was—he died of uh, natural causes. I believe it was a heart attack or a stroke. Um, it's not really clear on the report. When was he apprehended, like for real, like? Two thousand nine. Okay. Wow. Wow. So, so how many how many years was he going on a murder spree? He allegedly started killing, from what I believe, uh, in nineteen fifty-five. Is uh, he was in Great Falls, Montana, and January third, nineteen fifty-five, uh, would be. So fifty-four years. Something like that. I'm sorry, January 3rd, 1956 would be um, when my grandmother would have been telling my, my dad that, or my grandfather, she, he was going to be a father for the first time. And okay. interestingly enough, all of a sudden, the couple dies, you know, Lover's Lane. And mm. then mm. that keeps happening. Wasn't so. it that every um, city that your grandfather lived in, there was a murder? Was that part of how they connected and as far as where he was and him being Yeah, so um, what it, what it happened, and to, and to be more, more clear on that statement... Yeah. Because, I mean, like, I would assume there's going to be murder in a lot of cities. Well, right. I, <laughs> yeah, yes. I, I just, yeah, I should have been more clear. Meaning, yeah. uh, that's fine. I'm, I'm used to these questions, so I have them all worked out. Like, you know what? I better clarify this. Mm-hmm. Um, so everywhere he had lived, there had been a similar um, murder that would match 
the MO of my grandfather, which was, right. you know, fairly simple to be, to be honest, is that he killed, he liked to kill couples. He liked to target, um, you know, people off, out in the middle of nowhere doing something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that was pretty much it. Uh, but so what happens when he had uh, been apprehended in 2009, um, they sent out a bulletin of his known locations to those cities saying, mm-hmm. hey, we just got this guy for these murders. You know, if you know, this is when he lived in your area and all that stuff. So that way they can be like, ooh, we had those too. And um, John Cameron saw this in Great Falls. And that's right. when he... Uh, Which was his city, right? So yeah. So he wanted to start, yeah. Yeah, and then he actually, um, he reached out to my grandfather via, you know, writing to him. And they corresponded for a year. A year? Yeah. Okay. And, and he, my grandfather didn't care about recognition at all. Like, he didn't, he didn't kill people for, you know, to get caught or to be known as whoever he was. He... His favorite, just to put it in context, his favorite thing to do when he was a child was to pull fire alarms just to watch people panic. And, you know, mm. and uh, he didn't need to tell people that he was killing people. He knew what he was doing. Mm-hmm. So when it came to him being arrested and being put in prison for life, he was like, I don't want to spend all the rest of my life in here. I'd rather be put out of my misery. So he confessed to just enough murders to qualify for the death penalty. Death but penalty, he stopped talking. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So he was only, wasn't it that he was only... Uh, Found guilty of about five yeah. murders. Uh, he was found guilty of five before he passed, and um, I think if he had not died so suddenly, there definitely would have been more because he would have got bored. And then like, started. And started, yeah, yeah and then talking. yeah, and uh, the, the the murder that actually got him the death penalty, the one that gave him that stamp of approval, mm-hmm. um, was in 1996 for his adopted foster son. The, he had, he had adopted the child and. Uh, Spent two years plotting this out uh, for a quarter million dollar milita- um, army uh, insurance policy. Insurance. Okay, because I was going to uh. ask because he didn't. Nobody was personal before. Well, as far as we know, as right? Far, as far as his of, murders. Well, actually, the one in Portland, the double homicide there, um, and that was actually one of the big revelations from my show is uh, the girlfriend that died in the car. She had allegedly been dating an ex-con behind her boyfriend's back that had just gotten there, and. Uh, that guy's name was Ed. It could, it could be, it could be okay. someone else. You know. Right. Wow. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, and then the the other couple, um, he killed. Uh, he lived near them because it's, he knew everyone that he killed, as far as I know, or at least you know would have a cursory understanding of them. Because I mean, I, I would assume that he did some kind of research. I, I don't know. I mean, that's that's all the weirdest kinds of alleging. <laughs> but uh, he 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 definitely knew some of them. Okay. Some of them, because I was going to say, as many people as he allegedly oh, killed, yeah, like, that would be that'd be a lot. Tremendous no. <laughs> amount of research. Yeah, yes. the uh, the the, the cop time. John Cameron, he believed that. Don't forget, it's only for fifty years. Yeah. Yeah, he, he thought he killed over five hundred people. Right. And I was like, no way. And interestingly enough, like so, I'll give you the quick breakdown of it. Like essentially, he could have killed a lot of people because he was at large for quite a long time, and he moved. They lived in thirty-three different states. Yeah. You know, like, so... That's At one point, they would move every year. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. And, like, uh, so things like the Jimmy Hoffa thing, I was like, oh, that's mm-hmm. ridiculous. But, like, oh, wait, they were cellmates in Leavenworth. That's... What? Mm-hmm. You know, and and he knew Charles Manson. Like, he was actually in the same jailhouse with him in Chillicothe, Ohio, in 52. How, how yeah. old is... um, How much older is Charles Manson than your grandfather? He's younger. Oh, he's younger. younger yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm trying to Charles figure out who's yeah, the one that was showing away. him. Yeah. Well, your, your grandfather's born in 1933, so... Yeah, right, yeah. so he would have been 17 when he was in uh, prison with Manson. Right. And um, 
there was definitely pecking orders when it comes to, uh, and it was a, ch- a federal reformatory for boys, so it was more of like a federalized uh, juvenile hall. Okay. And uh, so he would have been one of the older mentors and all that. So, like, and I would imagine because, uh, you know, he, my grandfather was in California a lot, especially during all that. You know, I, I can't imagine that they didn't know each other. And it'd be weird, like, picturing them just, like, in San Francisco, like, having tea together. You know, <laughs> like, oh my having God. breakfast. Yeah. But yeah. Wow. But um, if I don't know, I can say on on uh, the uh, stuff that his foster son he killed. Yeah. That, that one's actually really personal because I mean, essentially he's my uncle, but mainly because this poor kid was shown love, you know, who no one had loved him before, mm-hmm. and then he, he he killed him and he saw him do it because I mean he spun around, and looked at him, like hit him with a shotgun, and and he no one knew for like 16 years, and he was buried under the tombstone with the name of the mur- man that murdered him on it he changed his name for him so it's like a weird like badge wow. of honor for my grandfather i can't imagine being like this poor kid's in a graveyard with no one that he was related to with the name of the man that murdered him on top of it so actually i'm doing a gofundme campaign to uh yes get him a headstone with his actual birth name on it wow yes where can we find this gofundme well you can find it on my uh my facebook page which is just uh facebook.com slash wolf it's a W-A-Y-N-E-R-D wolf with an E mm-hmm. because I'm a, a huge nerd. <laughs> but um, also same on like my Twitter and Instagram, which are both the Nerd Wolf as well. And I'll, okay. I'll, give, I'll give you guys a link for it. Okay, cool. Well, I had a question for you, Wayne. I have an answer for you. So if your grandfather was still alive back in 2015, would you have gone to see him? You know what? No one's actually asked me that question before. Um, and if you were, what would you what would you say to him? You know, I wouldn't go to see him. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me. What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I would call him. Okay. Mm. I wouldn't want him to see what I look like just because I'd want him to think about it. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd love to be a voice stuck in his head. Yeah. And okay. And he you know, I could say anything to him just to, you know, because this would all be for me. You know, just for... Right. I would probably say, you know, like, you're not as smart as you think you were. And I got you. You know, that's pretty much it. Because, I mean, anything more than that, it, it, he's a sociopath. Like, I don't, I always stop myself whenever I try to go down that hole to think about, you know, how, how would he do this or how would he do that? Because mm-hmm. there's no way to discern that. Because, yeah. And I always tell people, like, you know, when they try understanding the mind of a serial killer, and like, you That's can't. like trying to understand the mind of a cat, because <laughs> That's funny. they're they're insane. They they could justify like there could, there could be like the 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 banana killer out there, like where he goes he he kills people because they only eat brown bananas or like ones that are like too old or right. you know I mean mm-hmm. like you can't just you can't try to get into his train of thought. Like why would he do this? Because if you figured out like he would do it because of this reason, then you just prove that you're crazy. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. I can see why he would only kill people that has bananas, but like. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So right. I don't even try to think about it because it's like, unfortunately, we won't know. Well, yeah. Yeah. Huh. Well, 
uh, interesting thing that came up in uh, your uh, series <laughs> was um, so Cameron did he ended up losing his job correct yeah he because um, of his well I, I is obsession too strong of a term with no I would say that's a, a proper term okay um, and I wouldn't say it's because of it but it's definitely a huge contributing factor because you know he he had retired as a, a cold case detective, was working right. for the parole board, and mm-hmm. he just would not stop detecting, you know, which I imagine that's you can't, it's hard to just stop. Yeah. Right. And, um, it was obviously getting in the way with his work, you know, mm-hmm. people were complaining because why else would it, you know, lead back to his job? But uh, he eventually lost his job over it, yeah, because, I mean, like, he just wouldn't give up on it. Yeah. That's, wow. what, that's how firmly he believed in it. And, and he's a very smart man. He's a yeah. very smart man. Mm-hmm. And he has captured a serial killer before, and he, you know, he... He definitely knew what he was doing, but at the same time, like, I can't help but imagine there are some, some blinders that got put up there because it was so personal, because it's... Right. You know, mm-hmm. he makes it personal because he was heavily traumatized from the first killer he captured, so... Yeah. So, because... Was he able to m- mend some of those relationships because a lot of the... what Wasn't it the families of the victims? Quite a few were angry with him. Yeah, why were they angry? Yeah, I, I, don't I was trying that. to understand the whole spectrum of. Yeah, you guys are great. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, I'm getting some questions I've not had before. Um, oh, cool. The reason why I think they were they were angry is because I would imagine, you know, if if my brother or my sister was killed when I was you know uh, young, and 40 years goes by, and absolutely it's still a painful part of my memory, mm-hmm. um, and, and I've sort of pushed that back now at that point. If someone was to come knock my door, and be like, "Hey, we think we figured out who killed, you know, your your sibling," mm-hmm. that would bring all of that back. It would bring all of the memories yeah. and like all that, and think about that deeply. And then to find out that, you know, it's you know, oh, he killed this person, this person, this person. It's like, are you effing kidding me? You know, like it's bringing is reopening a wound without reason. I mean, like approach them if you have evidence. Yeah. Do not just show up and say, hey, oh, guess what? We okay. may have found him. Oh, but maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Have concrete evidence if you're going to bring something yeah, to me. Yeah, because I mean, like, it's so disrespectful and it's disrespectful, disrespectful to the people that died. You know, like, mm. I, I butted head with John Cameron a lot with that. I was actually standing over someone's grave and he was like, yeah, well, fine. You know, he was in, you know, and I was like, dude, stop talking for just two fucking minutes. Like, I was, oh, interesting. I yeah. was so angry because I'm like, you know, you cannot stand over someone's grave, especially the grave of, you know, this is uh, for Lacey, Lacey Peterson, and, you know, her yeah, that's the one I want to talk Connor, about, yeah. And I was just standing in their grave, and he's talking like this. is like, please stop talking, because you're standing over the grave of an unborn child and someone promising them that you're going to give them justice. You need to think about what you're saying, you know, like. Mm-hmm. Hence the obsession. Yes. If you are going to write these checks, make sure you even have an account. Right, mm-hmm. right. Exactly. Right. Let alone right. can, like, you know, stand for him. I th- that's a good one. Well, his his daughter, uh, Cameron's daughter, even said how he would just couldn't have a full conversation without mentoring murders. Yeah. So it's truly an obsession of his. So absolutely. Yeah. I mean, like you would be talking about, like, like, oh, cool, Will Fortune's on, like, mm-hmm. I'd say Jack. That reminds me. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, I do that a lot too, but you know, obviously, because the question comes up a lot because, you know, murdery serial killer grandfather um but right yeah uh at least i can look good when i say it ha right. um no it's it was an obsession of his obviously so and it's it's like a side thing of mine yeah yeah right. yeah for him it just but i think i think so i think it's a great obsession for him though because seriously he's out there like hunting and trying to figure out answers and your mind like just imagine 
how your mind has to be doing all of that. Like, I couldn't put myself in his position. I would not be hunting down murders and trying to find out clues and contacting family members. Like, that would drive me insane. I think you just discovered the room, John Cameron. <laughs> Pretty yeah. much. Like, it, it takes a lot to do that kind of thing. And It does. And uh, you have to, you know, it, for John Cameron was a trained police officer and had years of experience. And they take classes on psychology and things like that. Mm -hmm. And... That's something to where he definitely had more shielding to it. So for people that are just like sleuths, you know, amateurly, like absolutely, like anyone would have a problem with that. Like I myself, I, I had like six months after I shot my show to where I just felt like weird, and mm -hmm. I was just kind of like disassociating because I mean, like, I just found out my grandfather's a serial killer, and then I, you know, like trying to make this documentary to try to get answers for people to you know, shoot down all the crazy ones, and then my grandmother dies, and then. My dad's dog died. Like, I'm not even kidding. This is like his best friend. The day mm. that my grandmother died. And, wow. And then, like, we started shooting the show, and I'm meeting the family members, the people he killed, and, like, standing in places where he had murdered. And So what was going on in your mind? Because you, you just experienced death and death, and now a lot of death. Yeah. At the hands I mean, of your like, grandfather. It was it was the weirdest journey I've I've gone on since living in L.A. No, I was kidding. Um, no, it, it was extremely... It was a road for sure. You know, I, I don't know if it was... A good road at points obviously there's a lot of painful memories in there but mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i am so incredibly grateful for for being alive you know like i think about all people he killed mm -hmm. you know and people that if he hadn't killed wouldn't have put him on the path to you know, butterfly fact here or there meet my grandmother right. you know and this the stuff she went through to to bring my dad here and to get me here and i just i'm so incredibly grateful every single day of my life like every day is the best day of my life because i have a chance to have one more breath that someone couldn't have and a chance to potentially call someone like I did, you know, Eddie Jorgensen in Portland, Oregon, and tell him that, you know, we're clearing his name, you know. Oh, yeah, wow. yeah, 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 because you did, yeah. That you was did. a big part, clearing people. Yes. Yeah, and like, and that's a campaign that we're still trying to push because, I mean, he was railroaded and he was let out of prison after only a few years, so thankfully he was in prison for that many years, I think like four, but he was so hated and ostracized mm -hmm. in town, like the, the name was destroyed, he lost his rights to vote, he lost his rights to be a U.S. citizen and be a normal person. Yeah. And he just wants to be able to tell his kids and his grandkids that he means something. Yes. You know? Yeah. And legacy is very important. No, yeah, definitely. <laughs> of course. So I got to tell him that, and I'm very proud of myself for that. No, you should Are be. Are you um, in touch with, or still in touch, because I know on the show you met, obviously, family members of yes. victims. Mm -hmm. Are you still in touch with them? Were they mostly Kinda open like, to receiving you? or? Um, some of them were, and some of them weren't. And I can understand mm. why, just because like it's exposing a lot of stuff. But... I felt like I had to walk through those coals because things needed to be heard about this guy. Because right. yeah. he didn't want recognition, so that's why I wanted to, him to get it. Because it's like shining a light in a rat, and you see where he runs to. You yeah, know? yeah, 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 yeah. Exposure is the only thing that's going to help solve more of these. You know, because someone be like, oh yeah, I remember this guy, and mm -hmm. then you know, who knows? So, um, but I've only had a few members of the family actually talk to me, and then uh, I haven't really talked to anyone since because I want to. I want them to come to me. I, I don't want to okay. keep bugging them, like knock on the door and right. stuff. And yeah. They've got a lot of process. So, Well, how did it feel uh, meeting your family members that you didn't even know about? Like your aunts and your uh, uncles? It was, it was cool. I mean, like, because they, they reminded me of, like, my dad and stuff. And, mm. like, uh, my aunt Janine, she, she looks just like my dad and she laughs like my dad and just smiles like him. And those things, like, oh, man. So, like, uh, Ed married. Uh, you know, Kay, and she became Kay Edwards, and then he had five kids with her. And then Janine, who looks just like my, my dad, it's like my grandmother's Jeanette, and she's Janine. Like, huh, I wonder if he named her after my, my grandmother. Interesting. Mm, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so 
it's uh, it was just it was very interesting and you know they're they're cool people you know, cool cats I didn't meet all of the uh, the siblings and they believed obviously that your grandfather yeah, their father you. was responsible for well actually most one of them, right? one of your aunts actually turned in your father your grandfather yeah yeah um, my aunt April she actually uh, she's the one that turned him in because she saw something that reminded her of this or that and then it led to his DNA getting tested and you know being bada boom he you know was caught and all that stuff and. And, well, she uh, remembers being brought by the actual crime yeah, scene like, when she was, what, a third grader? Something like that. Yeah. And, like, there, there was so many things that she, she probably thought of since then, you know. Mm -hmm. But um, interestingly enough, too, like I mentioned, the, you know, his DNA. Yeah. Um, so funny, it wasn't, I, we always thought John Cameron was the originator of the theory that my grandfather was a Zodiac. Mm -hmm. A few months ago, remember the thing with the Golden State Killer? Yes. So when that happened, my, my, my feeds were... They were they're hot. They were blown up for some reason. Yeah. I thought that was because of murder stuff, and and then it's because no, it's because Michelle McNamara, the um the uh, the the late author who wrote the book for, um, you know, investigating all this theory and coming up with this theory, the one of the final things she wrote was uh, a letter essentially to the Golden State Killer, whoever he was at that point, just saying goodbye and like don't worry, you're you're gonna get caught, and she mentions my grandfather in that. I was yeah. like, what? Like, oh, that's crazy. So I went to her her blog, like her old blog. Yeah. Because it's not indexed on Google. And I went to the search in there and I typed in his name. And within a month of him being arrested in 2009, she talked about the correlations. They've been the Zodiac. And she said, yeah, his, his DNA should definitely be tested for that. And I was like, holy wow. crap. So the person that, you know, after death caught the Golden State Killer, the original Night Stalker, you know, mm -hmm. who's obviously very smart, yeah. said that his DNA should be tested too. And then... I started to think, like, what if we can try to get this done with the, his DNA? And, yeah. And, like, I, I guess I yelled loudly enough from, like, a, a rooftop, like, hey, you guys, you know, right. to try to get people's <laughs> attention because someone released an article. Yeah. You know, that I didn't know who they were. Um, and which led to the Vallejo Police Department um, getting his DNA tested. So we'll find out eventually on that. Oh, wow. wow. So, so the re results aren't in yet. And no, the results are not in yet uh, because, I mean, it's 40 or 60 but forever old DNA on from a postage stamp and you have to be very careful you know for the letters yes. of the Zodiac yeah. yeah and uh, you know who knows it, it might not match at all it might match to somebody out there and then you know thank god that person is captured and if it's not my grandfather then it's not going to change anything for me because I mean he was still a killer yes or no but yes. right. I guess it would make it easier for me to walk the streets without being you know like I don't know but we'll figure that out later but yeah I mean if, if I just want the answer to be out there I don't care who it is I want the answer to be found. That'd be cool. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm sure, well, for the families and everybody else wanting to know, you know. Yeah, and, like, for some of them, they might not even care at this point. Because it's like, that's yeah, what's done. True, done. it's done. Yeah. But. I would care. I would care, personally. Yeah, I would care. I mean, like, if somebody killed m my family member, I would I would definitely like to know. I think it might give some um, kind of, yeah. Yeah, I think it would bring me some closure. Closure, right. And then, of course, I would want them to suffer for it. Mm. Um, You know. I would like them to suffer. Huh. I like these little brass knuckles, like vape, because <laughs> it's like you're uh, fun with that. <laughs> yeah. I am. He likes the brass knuckles. <laughs> but it's funny because I imagine like a more intimidating-looking person would look like yeah with this, you know. But I look like you know the seer from Blue Stradlers, like, the, like a harmonica. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's funny. What's your marijuana of choice, Lane? The kind that gets me high. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I prefer, um, I prefer, I like, I don't like a downer because, I mean, like, 
you know, my brain's been on fire with medicine to calm me down and to keep me focused since I was like 12. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't do well with a slowed down brain. I'm like, hey, what's going on here? <laughs> like, I, I, no liter- I, I literally lose half of my brain and I probably eat it because of them, I have the, drunk, I have the munchies. Like, I'm, hey, what, what's going on, you guys? <laughs> <laughs> but it freaks me out when I'm like that stone. But um, vaping actually doesn't do as much. So. Okay. Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. Did you have a shout out of any? Oh yeah, I got a shout out. I got to do a shout. Cause, um, I was even gonna tie it into this. I mentioned the banana thing. And it's like <laughs> speaking of bananas. Um, <laughs> no, I have a buddy. He, uh, um, he actually, he, they, they actually make the, the really cool. It's, it's, you're gonna love this. It's a, uh, it's an electric pot grinder. Like, right? Huh. It's electric pot grinder. Yep. Oh, it's electric, so I don't have to do this. Nope. And like you, oh, that's I know, really cool. I know you kids at home are thinking, like, oh, it looks like a little like coffee grinder is loud and stupid. So, no, it's this really slick-looking little device that you put the pot in, and uh, it grinds it down, and it can even, it even rolls into a joint. What? It can roll into a joint, yeah. too? Okay, I need one. Yeah. It's it called, does all the work for me. <laughs> so, who creates this? Yes. So, it's called Auto, like O-T-T-O. But, um, no, it's cool. I actually have some little, like, uh, points in here, but... Um, so it uses artificial intelligence. It detects the density of the material and it mills through aerospace engineered aluminum. So like it's not just you know like marijuana. You could use it to, like for cooking, you know, instead of baking. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. How big is it? Yeah. Um, I would say about as like as long as my hand. No, which so it's is okay. small. Huge. No, it's it's, it's oh, uh, like sorry. it's like a water mm. bottle type thing. <laughs> okay, so, so it's it, like a water bottle. Okay. It looks similar to a water bottle, I guess. You know, and then it, you know it's magnetic in points too, and but uh, like that, so like it's aluminum. Like, so it's aerospace engineered aluminum milling plates. Like give it like perfectly milled. Um, it also is like spring loaded. So when you close it, it actually doesn't. It doesn't make a mess, and it actually utilizes that while it's grinding it down. That okay. is really cool. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it fills up a cone. It fills up with cones, uh, for like blunts, bongs, you know, dry herbs, all that stuff. Where can you buy it? Um, I believe there's a few websites you can get it from down here. Let's see here. Where did I put this down here? Yeah, and, and so for, to be clear though, it mills it. It doesn't grind it. So, it, okay, it tears it apart in like the proper ways to where it aerates it like the best. So, okay, wow, but then really it, cool. it then it but then it rolls it for me. Yeah, so um, it drops all of it down to uh, a cone, like okay. so, like a oh, uh, so like an empty just, tube. Uh, yep, then you just twist the top and then uh, you know twist your brand off. That um, is really cool. No, 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 no. Because I don't like to roll. I don't really know how to roll. The same. Like I, I, I feel. And I always have the men around me roll for me. You yeah, know? it's so if this can roll for me, I'm good. <laughs> like just the way I, I sit there and like try to roll a, a joint. It's like the, the equivalent of like watching someone in health class try to put a condom on a banana. Okay. Like, you know, <laughs> I wonder if that's what they. I wonder, so the company's called Banana Brothers. I wonder if that's what it is. Um, or they really like bananas, but. uh but yeah, I mean, so I guess to really finish that off here, let's see here. Um, it's it's good for people with like health, you know, disabilities because like it's it's easier to roll. I mean, like if someone's got as far problems as your with hands, their hands and stuff, if you have you know, hands with your hands, yeah. But oh yeah, so um, it releases all of like the uh, it, what was it here? Uh, CBDs. Um, it fully makes the THC, CBD, and all the other elements you want to be accessible because of the cone. Like, consistent something, you know, go check it out yourself. I'm going to butcher this because I don't know much about the technology behind it because okay. I'm more into science fantasy, not science fiction. Like, Star Wars versus Trek. 
Actually, that's a lie. I love Star Trek, but um, but, no, <laughs> but I did design it. And, um, you know, just go check it out. There's there's websites. Just type in auto O T T O, um, like grinder, okay, milling machine. All right, and cool. I'm sure you'll find it. Cause, I mean, that's a pretty specific thing to type. I was in. about to say it's very yeah. Yes. But uh, they had like an Indiegogo and all that stuff, and I can't say it's pretty cool. And I already found one friend who just randomly had one. I was like, dude, I went to like the premiere party there for this day. It was so cool. And he's like, what? And so yeah, it's pretty. Sweet. Oh, that's dope. That you well, got to see it out. It is dope. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, Lane, what else is going on in your personal life? What uh, are you asking? What now? are you doing? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I uh, I have a lot of stuff I'm working. I mean, I, I moved to LA to work in film and you know, film okay. and television and music How and long have writing. You been living and out here? Well, I for four years and oh, okay. And uh, well, I guess a little over four years. Where did you come from, Oregon? I come from Oregon and Idaho. Idaho. Oh, yep. nice. Okay. okay. I was born and I was born in eastern Idaho, the far, far reaches. Way over in eastern Idaho. Idaho Falls, Idaho. Uh, spent oh, okay. some years there, back and forth between there and Oregon. Spent a lot of years in Portland and a lot of years in Astoria, Oregon. So, yes, Ooh. I am a goonie. I like Oregon. I don't have to pump my gas. Yeah, I did. Because <laughs> I, I worked as a... Oregon's pretty. I was a gas monkey for a while. Okay. I loved it. It was oh, easy. Wow. It was an easy job. Yeah, but I don't have to get out the car. <laughs> but, but once again, it's me doing it. So I you're just fine. love the, yes. how the leaves turn colors. I saw pink leaves, yellow Yeah, that's so what happens when you do acid. <laughs> 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 okay, I think I was about fifteen, but yeah. Um. I was gonna be like, hey, it's like, uh, like, like, oh, like George, oh, what's his name, the old dude with the scar. George Burns. Yeah, like George, George Burns, Burns or uh, the other dude with the scar. There's some weird sarcastic jerks with cigars. Anyway, I was like, haha, like I'm clever, but I would have poured wine all over myself. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You mean if I asked you the time and your watch was in the same hand, you just pour it in your crotch? Oh, I'll be like, yo, the time is, and I'll oh. pour both my hands. <laughs> um, but no, so uh, I, I work in a lot of stuff. I, I have uh, a lot of sh- shorts I've written. I just uh, assistant directed a uh, music video for the band Bones. Who uh, I love Bones. Oh, that's yeah, right, Bones. Bones. That's how me and Wayne met. Yes, we met at the Bones video. Yes. Nice. That I was in. Yes. Very cool. The most yes. music video. Yes. The creature. 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 Okay. Shout out to cool. Bones. Shout out to Bones. Bones, shout out. You can get that music video right now on YouTube.com yes. backslash just search for it. You know, you're not usually. Yeah, you can Bones, find it very easily. Bones UK it. Creature. It's very good. That's yes. Oh, don't, definitely check out their uh, uh, Beautiful is Boring. Love that one. Oh, anyway. yeah, and Pretty Facebook. They have tons of good stuff. Yeah, check them do. all out. But, yes. Um, no, aside from that, um, I actually, I'm actually going to be starting a podcast myself. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yes. And? And, uh, you know, to be continued on that, I have a few people lined up to talk to about it. So it'll be, it could be nice. pretty fun. And, okay. um, you know, and, and we took that offline and you told me about it. And I told you, I love the concept. It's going to be a hit. So when Wayne comes out with that podcast, you guys definitely got to listen to it. Um, it's going to be off the chain. Yes, there will be many chains you can put on just so they be off of it. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, that will bring chains. Just like, this segment's done, that chain's off. So when, when, do you, when you meet people and they find out, like, your background, do they just kind of obsess over questions of just about some, your serial Some of them do. Like, grandfather? I actually think about this a lot, not like, because I'll notice the certain um, people that will, will say questions. Like, for example, like if someone that asks me a lot of questions about it generally, it will be someone who is just like very curious or is, um, they watch things like, uh, you know, true crime stuff. And, mm. you know, it's, and I see sort of like a, not a confidence thing, but more of like a lot of people that don't ask me about that kind of thing, they, they have zero thought of like, I'm not going to get killed. Like they, they don't have any kind of fear of that or any mm. sort of like hesitation. Yeah. For them. Interesting. Like by, on average. I'm good. Thank you. Like, for the people that weren't 
uh, knowing what was happening right there. I was just giving the nod. Because I was going to ask, because even though you research this, but you have all different things that you do. You know, you direct, you write. Yeah, and then like, you meet somebody. I'm just saying, hypothetically, you go out on a date, and then she knows, and she's just asking you all these questions. You're like, okay, well, I also do that. You know what I mean? So well, I, I, well it's, Wayne it's told funny. me about it. Where were we, Wayne, when uh, you told me about it? What? I, I, it wasn't the Roxy. It was the, oh, the Whiskey Go-Go. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, really? What? I didn't ask him any questions. I was like, you just got to come on my radio show. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, and then you told me where I could watch it. And I watched it within like the next day, the first episode within the next day. And I was like hooked. It, well, was it's, hooked. A, it's a good show. My showrunners, you know, they have uh, numerous Emmys between the two of them and mm. like like two dozen Emmy nominations. I mean, they're, they're extremely talented filmmakers. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's very well done. Yes, it is. It's thought provoking. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I I'm listening to you because it's cool to have you here. But when I was watching, there's so many questions going through my head. It would just be endless. You know? Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I want to say we probably have enough footage to do, like, one of the eight episodes of just oh, really? me, like, really? being whimsical and, like, losing my shit because I didn't know how to process that question just quite yet. Oh. I mean, so, like, well, I talk a lot anyway. Imagine <laughs> when I just found this out. Oh, <laughs> anyway, yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> I was, I'm doing it in my sleep like a stooge, you know. Right, but, right. Um, but, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's been interesting because like one, it's really hard for me to do online dating now. Like, yeah. you know, people swiping, they see my profile, like, oh, that's kind of cute, that's pretty cute, and then they'll go on a date with me and be like, my grandfather's a serial killer. Like, oh god. <laughs> um, you know, like, no, so a common thing. I don't know if girls know this, but a common thing I will see, like, you know, the the man who cannot be seen nor heard can probably verify this. If you ever go on any of those dating profiles, you know, a lot of them will end with like, uh, just don't be a killer of some kind, or don't be a serial killer, ha ha. You know, serial <laughs> killers need not apply. Like they'll put things like that to be funny on there. And really? so, well, it gives yeah. me an extra for cold open. I'm like, hey, guess what? I'm not a serial killer, but my, you know, my grandfather is. Yeah, and like so, people will be like, e, that, that I am like eternally swipe left for that. But but, but wouldn't it? What w- if I didn't say until the date? Or if somebody saw that and, and was like, oh, that's hot. Would you be weirded out? Well, so yes and no, and I'll get to that in a second. Okay. But, um, so like, I've tried waiting till the date, and then I've had someone, I, I've been slapped. Like, why wouldn't you tell me this before I agreed to come meet a stranger? Oh, you've been gosh. Slapped? Yeah. Literally. Someone was like, pa-pow, why what? wouldn't you tell oh, me you that? Oh, got slapped? That's what he yeah. said. He got slapped. Like, he, in, yeah, wow. like in the middle of the date. And I, I got well, slapped. that's good. You you dodged an abusive relationship. Well, I, I, I should have I bobbed when I should have weed because I got slapped. But, um, <laughs> she but, showed uh, her colors. <laughs> yeah, it's like, so what do you like to do? Slap. Like, oh, God. But, um, but no, and then, uh, yeah, so it's, it's I just, you know what? I'm just going to tell people, like, or I'll, even, I'll just tell them about it first thing because otherwise. Get it out of the way. Yeah, get it out of the way. Clear um, it. But, and so the question you asked right. about, like, people that are like, interested. she's, like, so, like. So I've I've met some people that have been like, you know, I'll tell them about my grandfather, and generally the reaction is like, oh my god, are you okay? Or like, that's interesting. They'll talk, and then I'm meet people that are like, go on. I'm like, yeah. oh, more details, and she's like staying a little closer. I'm like, go on. I'm like, oh jeez. And that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, yeah. So I kind of you know like I'm I'm not dumb, so I'll discern if there's someone that's gonna right. like be weird on me. But I always have that fear of like uh, that scene from like Gone Girl where Neil Patrick Harris gets oh a gosh, stuck slip while they're doing, you know, like that might happen to me. <laughs> yeah. Like or like that. Like some people might like obsess over this kind of stuff. I know and, that's why I yeah. was wondering. Well, to be they might seek you out. To get all like smart and shit for a second, but, you know, most of the uh, the true crime uh, demographic are female actually. Like mm-hmm. more females watch the show than, than you know everything than men. And I, I right. my personal thought on that is, you know, 
to research this kind of thing and potentially put your, your fisticuffs up and a, a half a second earlier, you know, to see no signs of something dangerous, but, you know, murder, because yeah. it's mainly women that are killed, you know, like, yes. cause, you and know, we want to know why you, you he's living in a world where, you know, the other half of the population is twice your size for the most part. And it's only been a short time since you've even had the rights to be human in people's eyes. That's or true. In men's, That's or true. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like, you just got that. I mean, like when my grandmother was married to my grandfather, he could punch in the face in public and no one bat an eye. You know. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah, because yeah, that's different the time. times when the different time. Yeah. So I would imagine that would be a reasoning why, and and I think uh, an offshoot of that is that obs- that obs- that interest in it to some other people that might be sociopathic or a little you know mentally themselves or mm-hmm. anything will see that as like a as an obsession like ooh this is cool and then it causes like confusion of what the watches. I don't know. There's a whole bunch of stuff to it, but interesting. Well, Wayne, we only have a few more minutes, but I had one last question for you. I got one answer left. Perfect right. timing. I only got one answer left to me. Cool. So <laughs> how did you, okay. So you found out about your grandfather. Now, what made you do a docuseries? Like, how did that come about? Okay. So <coughs> no comment. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, when, when I found that out, uh, I was definitely curious, and so was my father, and there were some things I wouldn't be able to find out because I didn't have the resources. I didn't have the, the knowledge of how to do some of this, and, mm-hmm. and I, I wanted to know because my dad needed to know, and then I also needed to know because what if I could shoot down some of the crazy stuff and then people would take it more seriously? Because there are people mm. online like, oh, so-and-so died, must have been at Edwards, and this is so disrespectful right. to the people he yeah. actually killed. So yeah. I thought, yeah. I can shoot the crazy stuff down, and then people would be more of like reverent to the legacy of the people he did kill. So that was a big reasoning behind it. Okay. okay. And how did you, uh, how did you start the whole process of getting the docu series together? I went out into LA and just started, you know, wiggling my bum a little bit, and that makes the producer pop out like, hmm. No, I, I, I had a few friends, and I made some phone calls, and okay. you know, got the process going, and you know, it's a pretty interesting subject, so it wasn't that hard actually. Yeah, I was well, about that's to awesome. Say. Yeah. That's awesome. So how do we find you again, just so people know? Well. My address is. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah. Those chicks showing up with like knives behind their back. Yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, it's, uh, yeah knives. Uh, <laughs> WaynardWolf.com. Um, actually, ooh, I just made that today. Um, so I'll, I'll have something up there soon. But social okay. media, Instagram, Twitter, all that jazz. Uh, Waynard Wolf and their Waynard Wolf official on Facebook. Okay. Okay. And you guys have to look out for his podcast because, I, like I said, that's going to be a hit. Yeah, we'll let you know. And my Tinder because that's not a hit. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, wait, who, what other social media <laughs> dating sites are you on? MySpace. MySpace. Okay, that's, that, that's, okay that is so My cool. most successful dating site is LinkedIn. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm not finding a job on there. <laughs> Gosh. Well, this has been fascinating. Right yes, now, thank you I so much, Wayne. Thank you so much, thank Wayne, for, for coming, coming on. on. Yeah. Yeah. And thank this you for letting me come here. This is the Daughters of Legends Hour with Kimberly Brown. And Chris Baylor. And we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. You're live on Purple Haze Radio. Cannabis Lifestyle Radio.